Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to you by Be Fit Food, where food is the first medicine. Welcome to the Eat Yourself Better podcast. Today on the show, model, rev head and motorsport reporter, Kate Peck. Clients would always laugh at me said, because your head looks too big for your body is what oh. the client said. Oh. <laughs> I'm Kate Say, dietitian and CEO of BeFit Food Australia. And joining me is my good friend, Jimmy Rees. You may have seen him as Jimmy Giggle over the past 10 years on ABC Kids. Hey, Kate. We chat with leaders in the health and well-being space, and we hear amazing stories from athletes and people who've faced adversity in their lives, particularly around health. Well, there's only one thing to do now, and that's catch up with our guest today, Kate Peck. We caught up at her mum's house around her dining room table. <laughs> Here's how it went. Yeah. Oh, you do? Kate. We've yeah. got another Kate here, so <laughs> okay. without further ado, uh, I'll let, let's introduce our guest for the day. It's Kate Peck, model, rev head, yeah. uh, motorsport presenter on the 10 Network. Welcome to the podcast. Thank how are you? you? Oh, I'm really good. This is quite fun. I've never set up a podcast in my mum's place before. <laughs> so we're sitting at a, at a dining table and she's like, what's a podcast? <laughs> Like, that's a good question, Mum. I'll explain that to you later. We don't know either. But here we are. We're just off the kitchen here yeah. to paint a picture. Mm. Uh, the, the back door's open. The dog's wandering around. It's a, a Thanks for your hospitality. Dog. Oh, Thank no you. worries. We've got a cup of tea. We are set Absolutely. to record. Yeah. So we're talking health and well-being. Um, and I guess I would love to know where your career started. Yep. So um, it probably I started modelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a TV show called Search for a Supermodel. When I was 15 or 16, um, which was on Channel 10 actually, so it's yep. funny how I've come back to Channel 10. Mm. But uh, And I s- that's in the 2000s? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it was like um, 15 years ago. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 2006. So it was before um, like Next Top Model and yep. that kind of stuff. So it was quite a – it was a really nice show, mm-hmm. very oh. um, very nurturing, which was quite – Unusual compared unusual. to yeah, yeah. TV now. So yeah. it wasn't like, you know, drawing blood and bitch fights and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was it was really a nice, nice, pleasant um, pleasant little thing that kind of started me into modelling and then I got an agent from there and stayed in school uh, but uh, continued to model, uh, which was good because uh, you got – Paid and I could help with school fees and that kind yeah. of stuff. So um, it's handy having some cash um, when you're that Always age. So it's just good to have cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I finished uh, school. I really didn't want to go to university, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, I moved to Sydney when I was about 18 and then uh, continued modelling mm-hmm. from there and, and then travelled and lived overseas and then came back. You were in London. Yeah, yep. London, um, Japan, uh, and then New York I lived for about three years modelling. So modelling took you everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of you can kind of go anywhere yeah. with modelling. You've just got to decide where you want to go. So my yeah, London first, and then and Japan for a couple of months. That was quite cool. Yeah. Um, and then New York was a very special place. I loved I loved New York. I didn't like London so much because it's you know it's really expensive and it's grey and it's so and depressing. I have to ask about the food. I'm just dying to know. Those three <laughs> places are just so different. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So what did you eat in each of uh, but uh, well, what I was, was like you, you know nineteen or something. Okay, I was so- really poor. Yeah, um, I definitely wasn't a gourmet <laughs> at that stage. No. It wasn't like wine I was getting there, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. 
wasn't not my top not my top shelf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't afford anything, and also like when you are modeling, you you are conscious of what you eat. So yeah, yeah um, so I was always just pretty healthy and yeah. and a bit boring. And um, what I about don't, in Japan? Japan, I think I ate way? some cool stuff in Japan, yeah. but it was expensive as well. Oh, and I yeah. think it was I was going just before I was heading to London, so I really needed to save my money, and oh, I had yeah. like a grand in the bank or something. Like they mm. shouldn't have let me into the country, you know? And they, <laughs> they check your bank They're like, yeah. can you get home? Yeah, yeah. exactly, nope. <laughs> exactly. So um, how I just remember. Having the best time and going on lots of adventures in Japan, especially because oh, you didn't wow. have a phone. Mm-hmm. The, they did. They yeah. weren't on the network, so my phone didn't work there. And they've got no street signs because of um, World War Two. So it was the most bizarre place. You could really easily get lost, um, and not a lot of people spoke English, or else they didn't want to speak to me. Um, <laughs> and they would. And they would all. I remember they would always laugh at me, and you'd you'd go around with the so you. You'd have a little crew of models with your agency, and you'd jump in um, into a van with your manager, and they would drive you to each of the castings every day. And all at all the castings, they um, like the clients would always laugh at me, and it would make me really, really angry because my manager wouldn't tell me why they were laughing. But one time, I got him to tell me why they were laughing, and he said, "Because your head looks too big for your body," is what oh. the client said. Oh, <laughs> but then they'd just laugh about, like, they'd laugh about the weather. They would just laugh about the most random stuff. So, for anybody, oh, no. rewind a second. So, what, your modelling career? Yes. Are you still model? No, no, I haven't modelled in a while. How do you, well, let's talk about, yeah, the health aspect of modelling because, you know, I, I guess from the outside looking in, you would assume there's some um, body image issues with some people there in, in the modelling industry. And I've heard from friends of ours who have been – who have been models and there's some there's a, a pressure to always look a certain way. How did you find that and navigate through that? Yeah, well, my mum was a model um, mm-hmm. and so she she's – look, to be honest, I'm very lucky because my family are um, all quite tall and quite slim yeah. and they've got their- I noticed when she answered the door, <laughs> yeah. I was like, she's beautiful. Yeah. Of course yeah. she's your mum. She's um, – and she eats like a horse and luckily <laughs> I've got a fairly similar metabolism, which mm-hmm. is good. So for me to stay slim, it wasn't as hard as other girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was definitely, definitely conscious and I probably didn't eat as much as I should have been eating back there, back then. But I didn't have to work really – I never went to the gym um, – um, that was something that started like probably early twenties. But to start with, I never, never went to the gym. Um, it wasn't it wasn't that hard for me to to slim down. So, so I was lucky. Natural body type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was lucky, yeah. but I did see you know a lot of girls were affected by it hundred percent. Mm. Like yeah. they um and they're you know they're a bit messed up from it now. And and if you do get out of the modeling industry, sometimes it. To get out unscathed is quite is quite good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you right. kind of right. you do have to. Um, it it is you know, and I think not so much now. I think they're a lot more accepting of all body shapes and mm. sizes. Yeah. But definitely when I was modelling, it was you know you wanted to be thin, and yeah. um, and it wasn't athletic either, just thin yep. really. Mm. So, uh, but there was definitely girls that were not eating hundred percent. 
Yeah. 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 And you'd be with them for long shoots. So, yeah. Like a lot of the work that I saw could be like eight, ten hours or longer. Yeah. Yeah. And like they wouldn't, I remember doing many shoots where there'd just be no food. Like, like you just wouldn't, there wouldn't be lunch really. They'd not planned for lunch um, a lot of the time. So, it's definitely, yeah. Unless you're on the big budget ones. Mm. Food was definitely not a priority on shoots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. What's a day in the life of a model? My life when I was modelling, um, I would wake up at a random hour or I would wake up and um, get ready for castings, say say if I had some castings in the morning, and then I'd um, pull out my – I remember living in Sydney, I'd pull out my Gregory's. Um, <laughs> Are those in Melbourne, the Melways? Yeah, the Melways, <laughs> and you'd have a mini one that you'd put in your bag, and so I, I would have to get the bus everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the worst. And go to all these random locations for these castings with your big – portfolio as well oh yeah oh such yeah. a bitch on the bus in a you know in your little <laughs> cute skirt trying to look all cute for these castings and there's some of the places you had to go to were just awful oh so bad anyway so you'd go to say a few castings and then you might have a a job a photo shoot in the afternoon or you might be walking in a fashion show that evening so mm. you'd get there at about i guess like three or something or like yeah, round three, um, and then go into hair and makeup, and then you'd um, have the fashion show on. So it'd be long something days. Be so, well, yeah. it's it's so different every yeah. day. Sometimes yeah. you'd have sometimes you could have in New York, you could have up to like fourteen castings in one day wow. for wow. around fashion week. So you'd be just bolting everywhere, and you'd have to get a pretty thick skin because uh, you can't get all fourteen every single day. Mm. Oh no! You just you'd get barely any. You yeah. go to so many castings, and they they put you on hold. So they say they'll hold like four girls or something, and then yep. cancel three of them mm-hmm. at the you know the day wow. before or whatever. So you're on the short list. Do you still get paid anything if you're on hold? No, or? no. no. Of course not. Keep your, yeah, your schedule clear. Yeah. And I, and <laughs> and yeah, it's a really funny industry because then so your model booker would take twenty percent, but on top of that, they'd charge the client an extra ten percent for their like oh. their fees. Mm. Yeah, so they're such like, scammers. That's, yeah. That's pretty dodgy. There's a lot of dodgy, dodgy modeling agents mm. are out there. And I think modeling agents are just the pits. Most of them are just <laughs> the pits, let me tell you. I left like four or five agencies in, in um, Australia because they're just – they just take your money. They're yeah. awful. Yeah. I remember one of my girlfriends who was doing modelling at the time, she did this beautiful shoot. She was on the cover of a magazine and then she was in tears hours later because mm. she got a phone call from her agency saying that she looked tarty or something like that because her <laughs> nails were too long. Oh, and I'm like, I don't think anyone's looking at her nails. But yeah. Um, yeah. sure. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, oh, the criticism, like, an amazing, amazing, you know, front cover shot and yeah. she's in tears because she's been... Oh, that must be another <laughs> issue. So yes. Did you have that throughout your career? You know, like uh, it's is the strive for perfection, I guess, uh, with a, a certain casting or a certain look that someone wants and you get rejected so many times, then you get something and then it's just not perfect? Yeah, I think um, I think the rejection's a bit of a... Like when you're just modelling rejection, rejection's hard to deal with. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... And because it's about your body and how you look, I don't know, you do take it personally. But it's at the same time, it's just a client looking for a particular look. Yeah. So it's yes. nothing it's nothing personal. Yeah. Um, right. but it is hard to hard to take that um 
take that kind of criticism, but in terms of perfection, uh, it was it was a it was a job really. So, um, mm. but you do want to obviously you want to do your best at every single thing you do. But there was a lot of imperfections going on in the industry. That's for sure. <laughs> so it wasn't hard to kind of. Uh, yeah, just and Zoolander. I tell you what, they're pretty spot on. <laughs> like dead said, yeah, they yeah. there there are some male models out there that I have seen do the dumbest shit. Oh, wow. Like you have no idea, and they're lazy potheads as well. A lot of yeah. models are pretty lazy. <laughs> yeah, they party hard, and because when when you are a bit younger, that's just you yeah, know, yeah. early twenties. Mm-hmm. You want to party hard anyway. Yeah. Pretty yeah. if you're a dude, you're, you're hot. You've got all these like chicks around you. It's, yeah, it's fair enough. So, but then I do see. Models Models that I used to model with, they're still going, and they, yeah, they're still, still living, really? living the living dream. The Literally, you're just a glorified clothes hanger, though. Until you start getting into the good, like the bigger co- campaigns, yep. where you're working with you're such top of the line professionals, where you are creating art, mm-hmm. and and that's that's when I think it's it's cool, and the the photo shoots are amazing. But there's a lot of like. Kmart and bread and butter catalog yep. stuff, which yeah. you kind of you, you know, have to do. You kind of do, yeah, right? Yeah, unless you're really unless mean. you're a supermodel or yeah. whatever. Um, and then when you're at that level, you can't. They clients won't book you if you do jobs lesser than that level. Oh. So these girls and guys, they're not working for a lot of the yeah, time. Right. It's, That's it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. What was the best job? Runway shows. They oh, yeah. were always my favourite. I remember I did one, I was like 16 or 17 and it was for um, Paris Hilton was there and it was Wayne Cooper in wow. um, in Federation Square in that nice. big atrium kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And you know how there's those huge stairs that go yes. down? Yeah. We had to wear like six-inch heels down these <gasps> stairs and walk down the stairs with no rail. Anyway, I fell. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Had to get myself back up and then continue down to this like cor- oh, like no. choreography, this complicated choreography with Paris Hilton there and Wayne Cooper, who's a mate of mine. He's just being his, you know, like fabulous self. Just oh, yeah, dear. that was that. I that does stick out in my mind. It wasn't yeah. like the best gig or anything, but I just remember it being memorable. Yeah, very yeah, memorable. Definitely memorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so take us uh, take us forward, and, and and then you got into TV, or you had a stint on MTV as well. Yeah. So um. So then I went overseas, modelled. Oh, I had visa issues, so I came back to Australia, um, and decided I wanted to get into television mm-hmm. um, and to kind of stop modelling. So I did a couple of um, courses, um, presenter courses, and then um, just started going for auditions, 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 mm-hmm. really, and that was just uh, Which is a weird, if you're doing, wanting to do presenting, mm-hmm. there's not many auditions for presenting. Mm-hmm. There'd be like, there'd be radio things or I'd yeah. MC a lot of yep. events mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, you're right, there's not a lot of jobs in television. Uh, so... Um, I was the ambassador for Formula One, um, yep. so ambassador roles and that kind of stuff. Yep. So you've just got to slowly build your profile. And then um, MTV, I went for an audition at MTV and um, and got that gig and mm. that was that ended up lasting about five years. Right. Now I've been at Channel 10 for the last four years. So um, they overlapped a bit, but uh, now, yeah, it's my dream 
dream job. I've been um, big into motorbikes for a long time and, and cars and stuff. So um, It I just looks like so much fun. Oh, it's so you much fun. You genuinely look like you're having a ball. Yeah, it adrenaline is. Adrenaline junkie. I'm very, <laughs> very, very start? If I If I got your parents in here now, um, would they be like, it always, always into it? No. Were they in, were your folks introduce you into it? No. Oh, my dad. So that's yeah. that's my stepdad. But yeah. um, uh, my dad is big, massive into motorbikes. So him yeah. and his wife ride around the world um, all year uh, for 10 months out of the year on their motorbikes. So um, he wow. introduced me to motorcycles and I got into them when I was like 19 or something when I moved to Sydney and I needed some wheels. So I didn't yeah. have a car license actually. Uh, so I got a, a scooter um, and a motorbike license. And then I would, went and did a bit, really big motorbike trip uh, to Africa with my dad. And from then I got obsessed with, mm, with motorbikes. Right. Yeah, so I, I wasn't a spring chicken getting into the into it at all. It definitely yeah. developed later in, in life and mum has no interest. And dad really, dad <laughs> loves motorcycles, but I've taken it to a whole nother level with cars and motorsport yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, um so, yeah, it's definitely been nurtured. Well, I just love it myself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Parents have had a small, small amount to do with it. Because you work as a motorsport a reporter on um, on Network 10, which has been for a while now. Yeah. When did that opportunity arise for you? Um, well, they were bringing back RPM, yep. which is a motorsport program, mm-hmm. about four years ago after a pretty decent hiatus, I think, off the air. And they were looking for a female who was into motorsport and I was Ooh. kind of um, yep. out there on my motorbikes and doing my motorbike thing <laughs> and, you know, trying to um, – Stars aligned. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's did. Quite they obvious. want a female. <laughs> yeah, is that? Did, um, they've had female hosts for that sort of show previously. No, I don't think. Th- oh, I think they had. I don't think they did actually. Mm. I think they had a female producer. Yeah. Uh, but not a host in there. Mm. So. Um, I think the TV industry is um, probably been a bit slack in having female yeah. hosts. It's been yeah. very great. Uh, in a lot of sport recently with mm. a lot of um, women presenters and on uh, all through all the codes. Yeah, it's But great. it took them a while. So. It did take yeah. a long time, um, which is it's awesome now. It's almost yeah. like it's too many of us now. It's just going <laughs> to run the joint suit. It's quite good. But, it's yeah, good. In, in motorsport there's a very limited amount of women. There's, yeah. there's mm. some, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, TV, as you said, yeah, there's, there could be a few more at the helm of some some sports like yep. motorsport, I think, mm-hmm. would be um, be great because there's not a lot of women in motorsport. There are definitely some, but we need the next generation to get interested in it, and they need to see women in in roles within motorsport to yeah. um, to aspire towards. So, from looking at motorsport, it is very male orientated. You think of going to Bathurst 1000 or something; it's just a bunch of blokes sitting on a hill getting drunk <laughs> for a few days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are the who were the women who inspired you? Inspired you? Were there any females that inspired you into the sport? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, I was named after Amelia Earhart. Um, she was a kick-ass female pilot. Um, Absolutely. So that was my middle name, but mm-hmm. um, there were there's no I yeah. didn't look towards anybody to get into um, into motorsport at all. Yeah, there are women out there definitely, but I I didn't know of them when I was kind of getting into the this world. Have you raced? 
Um, I guess loosely you could say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a couple of like fun little races, yeah. nothing serious, but um, yeah, yeah, a little mini motorbike race at the LZX Open last <laughs> oh, year. Nice. That was pretty fun. And rally, I've done a bit of rally. So uh, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah, their rally's nuts. Yeah, they're they're amazingly talented. Those people. We've got a um, a female in rally. Her name's Molly Taylor, and mm-hmm. she is a very inspirational young woman. You should talk to her. Actually, Ooh. she's in Melbourne. Oh, cool. she's awesome. Yeah, great. She's awesome. amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what other adrenaline sports are you into? Because that stuff's full on. Like that's scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I just – it's just four wheels or two wheels, anything racing. Yeah. Um, Not jumping out of planes? No, no. no don't like <laughs> heights at all. Oh. Just speed. I just really enjoy speed. speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I prefer heights over speed. Oh, really? I panic in the car going around the corners. <laughs> I, I don't like going on windy roads and I nearly had to get out of a bus when we were in Malaysia. We are going up this hill and I was like, I think I'm going to have to walk. Like I was tapping the person next to me like I, I need to get off this bus. So, yeah. So I caught a um, a glass bottom chairlift to the top of the mountain while they drove up in the bus because oh, I just I couldn't I can do heights I don't yeah, like right. speed yeah, yeah. glass bottom me, chairlift I love boats but when they go fast I'm like no, oh no nah, terrified <laughs> yeah yeah no I love yeah also all speed yeah, yeah, yeah. this might be a challenge but can you articulate to the listener uh, that adrenaline that feeling you get from speed. Uh, <laughs> because not from the drug speed. Come on, guys. Can you articula- articulate that? Because I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've felt this before. Like what what is the addiction to it? Um, I think it's just a real rush. It's um and it's freedom as well. I mm. love I, I get a real sense of, of freedom out of speed. But it's um it's just a real thrill. Uh your heart rate goes up. Um I think yeah, I I mm. just it's just a real rush. The adrenaline just flows through your veins, and it's. <laughs> so if we yeah. take the conversation back to like health, well-being, uh, have you got like a, a routine throughout the week that keeps you? You know, it's a high energy, <laughs> adrenaline-seeking um, sport that you're involved with, but also the stresses of television and being um, live television. Yeah, television is really stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it? Yeah. it really yeah. is. Uh, live TV is super stressful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a routine because every week is so different, different yeah. which is a bit of a bitch because you <laughs> want to be able to go to yeah. your – I love going to the gym now. Like it's definitely – I'm a member of like four different gyms. I'm like a gym <laughs> boy. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, we're well, just in, in one area in Potts Point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so stress-wise, I can only have one coffee a day. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. max. Yep. Um, I'm best if I don't have any coffee. Wow. And my sleep is a lot better as well. So I do drink decaf. Gym, I find that's really good for my mental health. Um, often when you are, yeah, when you're traveling and you're eating bad and you're yeah. out a lot. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's good to keep your weight down, I guess. But a, a lot of it I do for my mental, mental health. Yeah, yeah. What about after your adrenaline rush? It can be with the live TV. That is an adrenaline rush too. You've got people in your ear, you're live in 30 seconds, whatever it is. It's crazy. It mm. is crazy. Uh, and then you're thrill-seeking. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. to, the, to the layman, it's thrill-seeking, but it's a job for you. You've got a, adrenaline running through your body. What do you do after? How do you get rid of it? What, well, we all go out it? for red wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we usually, um, we usually, the crew will usually have beers together. 
together mm-hmm. and it's awesome. So I really enjoy um, our downtime too. We have we have a lot of fun together, our crew. Um, and then, we, yeah, so we work hard and we party hard and it's it's awesome. Mm. Well, we don't party that hard. We are kind of all old, so. <laughs> well, Kate's a fun fact. Kate's a sommelier, is that how you say Ah, yes, yeah. yes. You are. Yes. Mm. So big into my wine. Um I just, yeah, I love wine. I'm so passionate about it. It's such a, it's such an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, and it tastes pretty good I'm as not. well. You can enlighten me, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I, I want to work in the wine industry and 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 make and do some things there because I like motorsport. There's not so many females no. in wine media, uh, so I'd like to, I'd like to go down that that route. I've got a few quick questions for you before we, before we let you go. Back to your fam here uh, in your house. Uh, favourite food? We are having that discussion at, at my work last week, your last meal on death row, yeah, what, what would it, it be? be? <laughs> well, we decided that you needed a three-course meal. Yeah, That's yeah, basically what we came <laughs> yeah. up to. This is a whole other podcast, I think. Yeah, <laughs> probably cheese. <laughs> yeah, probably a cheese. What sort of cheese? What would you pick? Oh, it would be like a... Gooey blue. Yep, that's um, me. Oh, blue. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, you've got to have yeah. some grapes and, you know, the quince yeah. paste with it. And I do what? like a pear also. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Blue cheese, yeah. And what wine? What's oh, your favourite wine? what wine? That's a really hard one. Mm, okay, give us a red and a white. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll go <laughs> a um, really like rosé champagne. Yeah. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a really old champagne. <laughs> Name one. <laughs> Maybe maybe an old Bolly Bollinger. Mm. Nice. Yeah. You watching anything on Netflix? Yes. Or any of the other streaming services? Yes. Because we're always looking for <laughs> tips. Um, I sit there watching the Netflix menu screen every night oh, and never choose anything. <laughs> yeah, no, you just go Actually, over it. We got and a good tip it. the other day from one of our guests, Goop Lab. Have you watched oh, that? Yeah. Oh, with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. yeah, it's meant to be. Good. I watched a few episodes the other day. It's oh. good. It's very interesting. What, do I, what have we been watching? We um oh, what was the Mind Hunter? That was really oh, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, Mind Hunter. But we finished that now. That was sad. Uh, oh, Dracula. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm writing it down. Yeah, Dracula. Dracula's Dracula. really good. Okay, good. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You got to try that. What one. about some sort of like app or health? app or something that you Podcasts couldn't go without. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, my fitness pal is really good as oh, an yeah? app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but podcast-wise, I really like How I Built This Ooh. or Rusty's Garage. Rusty's Garage. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Rust, he's a motorsport oh, yes. commentator, yeah, and he legend. does some, he does some good, good podcasts. And what's the ultimate thrill? What's the something that would scare the living daylights out of you that you'll probably never do? Um, bungee jumping. I'd never do bungee jumping. No, no, no I'm just really scared of it. Do you know what? I have this feeling too. I, I feel like I'm okay with uh, – I would be okay jumping out of a plane. Yeah. But, seeing the ground no and way. doing bungee jumping. Nope. Where do we find you? On the gram? Uh, yes, at – Kate Peck me, so please follow along. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for the hospitality also. (laughs) Lovely cup of tea, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Eat Yourself Better is brought to you by BeFit Food, rapid weight loss programs. Great tasting meals delivered to your door. Visit befitfood.com.au. Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to you by BeFit Food, where food is the first medicine.